Welcome, you were made for more about real people, real stories, real challenges, and real victories. Welcome to You Were Made for More. Here we have real people with real stories, with real challenges, and real victories. Today we're exploring the sticky topic of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Now, don't you dare turn from the station. (laughs) Don't do it. I encourage you. uh, We're going to learn a lot in our few moments together. But um, I ask you, what when you think of the word forgiveness, what picture comes to your mind? When most of us think of it, there's a flash, a flash of anger. We can see even a flash of red. Or we can even think, what are you talking about? I, I, I can't even imagine that concept. But what does the word forgiveness mean? Well, let me share with you the Greek meaning of it in the, in the New Testament. It's a word that means uh, to remit a debt, to let a debt go, to leave something alone, <laughs> to allow an action to leave, to send away, to desert or abandon. So a, a forgiveness is, real, is literally release a let, letting go of the offense or the offender, just letting it go away from you. And um, if you have not experienced the, the challenge of this feeling of forgiveness, you haven't lived long enough because it will uh, rear its head where you have to forgive a parent or forgive a spouse or forgive a coworker, an employer, a neighbor, uh, your, a best friend an associate. Okay. And, and I, I've had to walk down that path with, with several people. Um, yet the biggest and most impactful experience for me in learning this lesson of what it means to forgive, uh, was, uh, with my, my ex-spouse. And, uh, of course, no one has any idea when they're going to go to or even imagine a divorce. It's just a heartbreaking, um, scenario when two hearts are, are pulled apart and you have to just ask the Lord for his grace. But I did not realize with that whole scenario, just the, the, the pain, the rage, the anger, the bitterness and resentment that was attempting to build up within my heart, uh, feeling a, a loss of, of expectations, a, a loss of commitment, um, a, a loss of, of things that were shared, a loss of hopes and dreams that it was really beginning to build up in my heart and turn my heart to a heavy stone, literally. And um, over a matter of months, I just noticed a change that there was just a heaviness upon my whole countenance. So I had to spend some time with the Lord and say, Lord, you got to help me. What's going on? I just don't get it. I don't get it. And he took me back into his word where he challenged me. He said, daughter, um, I need you to release and let it go the way I release and let your offenses go daily. And I don't know about you, but that was a wow, a wake up call for me. As he says in Mark 11, 25 and 26, and I'll share it out of the Amplified, he says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, let it go in order that your father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. I'll tell you, when I read through that, 
and sat with the Lord and allowed him to speak to my heart, I had to say, God, forgive me. Help me release this pain, this anger, the bitterness, the resentment in my heart, because I, I, I am just so thankful for what you make available to me every day. And in that moment, when I gave it back to the Lord, repented and said, Hey, I'm giving my heart back to you. For me, he literally said, okay, I want you to write a letter and share with your ex, um, where you have grown as a person and where, you know, I've allowed God to do those deep things in my heart where I could have come up better in the relationship, you know, because when we're always angry, we want to point the finger at the other party. Yet when you spend time with God, God will always point that finger back to you (laughs) to show you where you can grow, where you can rise up to another level in your walk with him. And, uh, it was, it was a powerful thing. I, I can remember it as if it were yesterday, But when I wrote that brief letter and placed it in the mailbox, when I walked away from the mailbox, I literally felt about 25 pounds of weight come off my shoulders. I could not believe it. I had a spring in my step. I had lightness on my shoulders. I had a peace in my mind and heart that I didn't realize had been taken from me over several months. So What am I saying here? I'm saying is I literally felt like Job where he said, I've heard about you, God. I've heard about you, but now I've seen you. I've seen you in my life. So God, I've heard, yeah, what you can do with forgiveness. I've heard about it, but I literally experienced the power of forgiveness when I released it, let it go, let it drop and uh, said to, to the other party, hey, mea culpa, my part where I could have grown and I, I just wish and bless you the best in your life, the best in your life. And God came rushing in and gave me a release. So I just want to encourage you with that today. If anyone's struggling with that, ask God to reveal to you the power of forgiveness, because until then, uh, sadly, only you are the one who's kept in a trap and you are the one who's kept in chains And you are the one who's being tormented while the other person is continuing to la-di-da, enjoy their life. (laughs) And they're not even thinking about you. Okay. So ask God to give you a revelation of what it means to release it, let it go drop. And number one, why? So, well, the weight can come off of you, but most of all, so that you can have that unhindered relationship with God, because he said, If I don't release the other person, he won't hear my prayers. And so I'm now at a point in my life where there there really is no man or woman on the face of this earth or offense that is worth me losing or you losing that connection, that sweet fellowship with your heavenly father. So uh, we're going to listen in and learn some more about take off the Velcro suit. And I'll talk with you on the other side. God bless you. Gem four, take off the Velcro suit. You are stuck when you keep talking about the same issues long past the time of the occurrence. This means it's time to resolve past issues that are attempting to stick to you from month to month or unfortunately tormenting others from year to year. You know those people. When you see them coming, you just want to run and hide. Why? You know, within minutes of the start of the conversation, they will be telling you the same story. You can even fill in the lines for them because you've heard it over and over. It seems as though they're frozen in time with the offense. 
whether it was months ago or years ago. They recount the details with such vitality, one would think it occurred moments ago. Velcro stickies cling to you like a cactus ball on the hem of your pants. They include shame, guilt, condemnation, anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, and offense. These behavioral responses and mindsets will keep you going around the mountain over and over until you make a choice to resolve them. The deceptive design of these prickly behaviors solely hinders you from moving forward and becoming the powerful person God destined. In Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4, 11, and 12, God declares, when you go to him, he forgives all your iniquities. He takes back your life from the pit and destruction. Then he beautifies and dignifies your life with loving kindness. Similar to those painful, sticky cactus balls, you want to learn to shake off guilt, shake off condemnation, shake off unrighteousness. They just keep you stuck. God forgives and pardons you when you ask for it. If God forgives you, isn't it time for you to forgive and forget the offenses too? He then goes on to say, and their sins and their law-breakings I will remember no more. Hebrews 10, verse 17, Amplified. Here's your practical exercise. Write down two lists. On the first list, write down where you have offended God. On the second list, write down where others have offended you. Then prayerfully submit both lists to God. How? So on the first list, we're going to ask for God's forgiveness where you have offended him. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will and purpose, thought, and action. That's 1 John 1, verse 9, Amplified. You can pour out your heart before God because he's never shocked by our outbursts towards others or him. In fact, he already knows. By opening up, you're saying to him and to yourself, God, I trust you. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1, verse 18, in the Amplified. The moment you decide to repent and ask for the Lord's forgiveness, he cleanses you of all your past sins and transgressions. Bring your sins to Jesus Christ. He alone can save and completely free you from a stained past. And that's in Hebrews 7, verse 25. On the second list, Ask God for the grace to release the offenders and situations on that list to him. Why? His shoulders are bigger as your burden bearer, and his justice is righteous in restoring his people. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, let it go, in order that your Father, who is in heaven, may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, 
Neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. Mark 11, verse 25 and 26. Lack of forgiveness actually produces a tormenting weight of oppression and a prickliness within your soul. It prevents you from enjoying other relationships in life, such as with your family, friends, co-workers, etc. Most importantly, you won't enjoy your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Imagine yourself tying a chain around your neck, yet you expect the unforgiven person to choke. This is unreasonable, yet we do this every day. You're the one holding on to unforgiveness. Your mind keeps replaying the offense, and your life becomes tangled in messy knots. Meanwhile, the unsuspecting unforgiven person is moving on, enjoying their life. They're totally unaware or unconcerned about the thoughts you're holding against them. You have now choked up your mind and life while they're the happy campers moving freely about the cabin. Does this sound logic to you? <laughs> now you are the only one who is stuck. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, retribution, and the meeting out of full justice rest with me. I will repay, I will exact the compensation, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge and determine and solve and settle the cause and the cases of his people. It is a fearful, formidable, and terrible thing to incur the divine penalties and be cast into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10, verses 30 and 31 in the Amplified. I can recall the day when the Lord spoke to my heart through his word. Daughter, if I can forgive you when you cry out and repent, can you not trust me to resolve the pain, disappointment, injustice, and offense of the relationship? I said, yes, Lord, help me to trust you. I wrote a letter to my then ex-husband sharing where I forgave him, where God has challenged me to grow and most of all wishing him well in wherever life takes him. I said a prayer of release to give the entire moment and matter to God. Within seconds of finishing the prayer and dropping the letter into the mailbox, I felt this weight lift off of me that I didn't realize was resting upon my soul. I felt like a schoolgirl wanting to skip home from the mailbox back to the apartment. Forgiveness is about releasing you and allowing you to be free. The great deception exists when you unknowingly or foolishly think it's about the other person. God wants you to move on, enjoy your life, and allow him to deal with the offender. God will be the one to repay for anyone's injustice. In the meantime, choose to live in peace. Repay no one evil for evil, but take thought for what is honest and proper and noble, aiming to be above reproach in the sight of everyone. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, requite, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome master evil with good. Romans 12, 
verses 17 through 21, Amplified. Your time on earth is precious. Each day we must choose to use our time wisely to maximize our remaining moments on earth, or we choose to waste it entrapped in the snare of unforgiveness. In Romans 12:18, the Lord directs us to live in peace as much as lies within our responsibility. Instead of repaying evil with evil, we are instructed to walk on the higher ground and do the noble thing. Know that God fairly administers justice for injustices. Your relationships can also improve when you choose to do good towards those who have offended you. Your kind ways can cause them to warm up and you will overcome evil. It's time to take off the Velcro suit. Become unstuck. Wow, how many gems were revealed to you in that last segment? So I encourage you with that today. So, um, and God will be the one to encourage you to remember the offenses that you've brought to him, known and unknown, <laughs> and that God is so gracious to forgive when we come to him because of what he did on the cross for us. And to, to also realize that there is no one who can ever repay the penalty that you want to impose upon that neighbor, coworker, family, friend, whoever the individual is, they, they can never pay that penalty that you want to impose. Only God can step in and heal your heart and set you free so that you're free to move onward. So, um, again, I encourage you write down the name of that person right now. If you see him, write it on a piece of paper. And ask God to give you the grace to release that person, whether it's five minutes ago, five years ago, 50 years ago. He wants you to be free today. So take off that Velcro suit, which means anything that's attempting to stick to you, the pain, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, and allow God to touch it with his healing balm of Gilead to set you free that you may continue to move on and enjoy the good things that he has for your life. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if things have been stirred up in your heart, feel free to send us a prayer request and our prayer team will stand in faith with you on it. And you're also welcome to tell a friend about us, like us, follow us on social media. Why? To inspire someone else that there is hope.